But I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And, uh, you know, well, the uh, Twitter-Apple um, feud is over. So Elon Musk met with Tim Cook, and all things are going to be copacetic. The Apple's not going to remove Twitter from the App Store. That means that Google won't, because if Apple did, then Google would. And, you know, it's it's all we all for one and one for all. Right. It's always that way. So I think there was some leverage there, too, because Google, you know, is very much depending on Elon Musk for the satellites. Oh, yeah, there it is. So you have these satellites that are going up in space. And I'm sure that there was some leverage you know, that was going on there, you know, arm twisting. Uh, But it just goes to show you that, you know, even to have to sit down and talk about whether or not the peasants should have the freedom to speak their minds, even to have that conversation, should we let them or should we not let them? Let you know where their heads are, right? You should never let a guy like Tim Cook over for dinner. Um, what a monster uh, that guy is. But in any case, for, for, for now, you know, they're going to go ahead and let the commoner people speak. Just so long as Elon Musk doesn't out the government for the, the ills that they're doing. There's got to be a happy compromise somewhere along the way. But what is the government giving up? I mean, it's clear to me now that I've done my research on this that Twitter has exposed that there was election interference. Elon Musk confirmed that Twitter has interfered in our elections. In response to a report from Reuters, about Twitter's move to free speech under Musk 
He replied that the obvious reality, as longtime users know, is that Twitter has failed in trust and safety for a long time and has interfered in elections. Twitter 2.0 will be far more effective, transparent, and even-handed. And when someone wrote, Twitter has shown itself to be not safe for the past 10 years and has lost users' trust, the past team of trust and safety is a disgrace, so it doesn't have any right to judge what is being done now. They had a chance, but they sold their souls to the corporation. And Elon Musk replied to that tweet, and he said, exactly, the obvious reality as long-time users know, is that Twitter has failed in trust and safety for a very long time and has interfered in elections. Twitter 2.0 will be far more effective, transparent, and even-handed. Now, the uh, Twitter is, is, it has always been my main outlet and when you like, you know, I do a lot of tracking when I promote shows and do different things on social media. It's not a driver to drive up traffic to your show or whatever it is. It's not a great marketing tool, in my opinion. But what it is, is uh, it's, it's a very useful news aggregator. And with that, I, I think it's invaluable. And that's why most journalists, you'll find them on Twitter. The Twitter files on free speech, says Elon Musk. The Twitter files on free speech suppression, soon to be published on Twitter itself. The public deserves to know what really happened. We'll see if that really, really does happen. So the um, post-millennial wrote this. Musk vowed to make public the interval conversations had the internal conversations uh, had at Twitter in 2020 regarding the censorship, which polling later showed did have an effect on the election. So it's election interference is what it is. And obviously, you know, when you have Zuckerberg spending $400 million rigging elections in key districts in Milwaukee and other places. Why is he doing that? And, you know, it's also interesting that uh, Zuckerberg came out with a more free speech approach in his statement. But yet he doesn't wield that same thing in in uh, Facebook. But I, I believe now that, you know, in the wake of what has happened in Arizona and in Maricopa, and the elections rigging that's going on, we are going to see meaningful change uh, with regard to this COVID style of election rigging. We're, we're going to see meaningful change in that area because our country is being torn apart. And we know we're not stupid. That's the great thing about our country. It's, it, it is so... Like like Obama said, you can't rig elections in America because it's so decentralized. Well, he's a liar, and you can rig elections, and he's a you know American hating fool. But Obama aside, 
the fact is, it is very difficult to rig elections. Like they rig them, and and I say this uh, when I say they, I, I mean the globalists have been going out of their way to rig elections in Venezuela and in South Africa and all those countries, and rig elections in South South America, um, in Canada, the World Economic Forum, and George Soros have been working hand in glove as partners to really infiltrate cabinets and district attorney's offices and low-level offices. And, you know, they look at it as a grassroots effort to um, really create fundamental change in our country. And they're doing it in a very systematic and strategic way that you and I don't even see because we're, we're going about our daily lives, right? We're going out to dinner with our spouses and and raising our children and going to church. And we think we're free. But really what's happening is, is these evildoers are plotting our demise right underneath our feet, like a virus on your laptop. You know, you could be computing right now with your hands on a keyboard and a virus could be right underneath your keys and you don't even know it. Your computer could be spamming child predator, you know, crap out from your computer and you wouldn't even know it. And I, I, you know, I come from the IT world and you could be working on a computer that's spewing out um, all kinds of malware and you don't even know it. And people, you know, eventually you do know it and you call a computer IT person to fix the problem. Um, but often it's, it's, it's after the you've been robbed of your reputation. And in a lot of cases... Um, your IP gets blacklisted and, and so on. And you're punished for that. That crime that happened underneath your feet and you didn't even know it. So, I mean, this is up and down the, you know, up and down the uh, turf, you know, up and down the football field. It, it, it is all over the place. We are living in a world of landmines. And... We, we we are walking on eggshells, really. So <clears throat> the Twitter thing seems to be under control right now. Uh, Apple is not going to do what they were thinking about doing. And, you know, the thing is, is to Tim Cook's point of view, he basically said, well, we were never considering to doing that. Of course, that is the answer you would give, right? But it shouldn't have taken so long to come out with that answer. He said, well, we were never even considering doing that. We're with the people. But he really wasn't. But of course, when you make the decision or you're paid off to make that decision or you're granted a license to a satellite that you you weren't going to get before, you know, because it's all about coercion. Just like Marjorie Taylor Greene is endorsing 
uh, some some loser like McCarthy to be Speaker of the House because she's going to get a committee chair. All right. I mean, it's all about money. I, I was always going to, you know, do this and that. It, it's we live in a cynical world, don't we? Very cynical. Very cynical because everything is about money. I got to tell you, I've never been driven like that. I've never been driven that way. I just don't identify with it. I've always identified myself as an artist, um, like a creative creature, uh, not driven by money, but driven by you know the things I love in life, and and I, for better or for worse. I mean, I'm not a saint by any stretch of the imagination, but um, I just don't. I don't agree with it. I don't see it, and uh, it's just not the way I'm built. And uh, what can I tell you? You know, it's just the way it is. But, uh, you know, I look at this news and I was flabbergasted. I have to say I was absolutely flabbergasted that Sam Bankman Freed showed up at this new, this deal, uh, this this event in New York. And he showed up with Zelensky. And I, I was like, wow, man. Talk about a pair of you-know-what. Whoa! Zelensky asking for a trillion dollars and Sam Bankman-Fried with his lame apology after he destroyed people's lives? Why is he not getting perp-walked like um, Madoff? Why? Why? And you know the answer, it's two standards of justice, right? One was out and outright a Ponzi scheme. The other was a, an endorsed government-sanctioned Ponzi scheme. And that's the only difference. It's quite obvious to me that the difference in the treatment of Sam Bankman-Fried versus Barry Madoff is, I think his name is Barry, but Madoff, um, is that one was sanctioned and one was uh, done on the streets. Madoff, his Ponzi scheme was done sort of on the streets, unsanctioned by anybody. He was personally profiting from that. But Sam Bankman-Fried, he was in on it. He was in on the whole ruse, the political agenda, the globalist movement, the rigging of elections. So if it wasn't enough that they had Twitter in their pocket and Facebook in their pocket to rig elections, you also have these outside sources that are really interested in pushing these computer election machines. But then you have these monies that are funneled from outside of the country. Donations to Ukraine. Help Ukraine. Save Ukraine. Well, when people make that statement, what are they really saying? Save Ukraine. Give me, donate to Ukraine. What are they really saying? They're saying, donate to the globalist, socialist, totalitarian movement. Donate to that, people. We are going to deny you energy and food, and we're going to control your money and your free speech. 
Give us your money and we'll do all those things. How much money do you think they would get if they said that? Ask yourself that question. How much money would you give if they said, donate to our foundation, donate to our cause, if we want to censor your speech, control your energy consumption, control your and regulate your money, and we'll take it away if you don't abide by our health uh, concerns. If you don't get the jab, we're going to go ahead and seize your money. If you protest in a way that we don't like, and if you speak the way we don't support, we will take your money. We call it a social credit score. And we uh, will allot you a certain amount of climate uh, footprint. And we will give you an allowance of food. And we will let you consume a certain amount of energy. We will treat you like a pill. We will treat you like a widget. Because that's all you are to us. You're a bean on my spreadsheet. You're a bean counter on my spreadsheet. You're just a bean. You're a number. You're a barcode. You're a QR code. That's what you are to me if I'm a globalist. That's all you are. There are too many of you. You're 9 billion people. Not quite. 8 billion. They want it to be more like 6 billion. They want it to be less than that. It's what we're facing right now. This is the war we're in, folks. This is a terrible, terrible world we're living in. It's brutal. And they're killing people in such ways, it, it's, it's unbelievable the way people are dying. Whether it's from the vaccine or from the release of the COVID uh, gain-of-function um, virus that was sent out to the world on purpose. It's denial of your energy. Yeah, again, I can't say it enough. Denying you energy is putting a roadblock in front of your ability to be successful. So if you're a middle-class person and you're trying to rise up the ladder and trying to be somebody, trying to live your best life and trying to make the most money for your children and your legacy and provide for your wife and uh, be that family unit that goes to church and goes on vacation and builds a deck and maybe has a pool and, and builds a bigger house and a better life. And you're working up that ladder. You're trying to get more customers. You're trying to make more money. And you're doing it the honest and earnest way. And you're working it. They're taxing it with inflation, with energy prices. And they're driving competition through the open border system to jobs and making it almost impossible for you to hire your neighbor because you make it in your community and you want to hire your neighbor at a fair wage like we used to do in the 50s and 60s and 40s. And you can't do that anymore. you got to hire some person that can't even speak English. And the 
your customers asking you, why do you not hire people that are speaking English? I was like, because I can't afford to, because my competitors are also hiring these people. And it degrades our whole quality of life. No longer do you have somebody showing up at your door that represents your values. They're just people that you don't even know. They, they, some of them even rob your house after you're gone. It's terrible. What we've been degraded to. If the government would just leave us alone, if the government would leave us alone, we would be just fine. But the government and the globalists, and like I said, all of these problems are global. None of these problems are caused within our own communities. Think about that. Where are the problems coming from? They're coming from climate. They're coming from COVID. They're coming from digital currency, Ponzi schemes, and Bitcoin, and blockchain. They're coming from open borders. They're coming from all the policies that we know are detrimental to our health. They're coming from defunding the police and hamstringing ICE and border security. They're coming from weaponizing our government, our bureaucracies, our Department of Education that's gone woke, right? I mean, it's on and on and on. We can say it all day long. We could say it easy all day long. And we know what's going on. It's happening right in front of our faces. But the people with the muscle, the people with the military, the people with the keys to the kingdom, aren't the people we elected. And it doesn't matter how bad they do, because guess what? The elections are rigged. That's the that's the real problem. And if we get one ounce of power, we need to do a pound of cure. We got to make a pound out of an ounce. There are a lot of people. You give them an inch, they'll take a mile. Well, there, there are a lot of people that will, they can do a lot with a little. I think people like Elon Musk are good examples of that where they took a a little bit and they made a lot. Now again, I'm 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 still reserved about I'm still reserved about Elon Musk. I don't know exactly how to shake it. But I will say so far it seems interesting. We're going to take a caller. Caller you're on the air. Hey, hey Scott, it's uh, Jeff the uh, trucker from Jersey. Oh, hey. Uh, um, I just wanted to, you're talking about how our elections are rigged. And so I just wanted to, to give you something that I've been thinking about and uh, that I find incredibly frustrating. And that being, you know, I hear a lot of conservatives saying that, well, you know, that the Democrats have mastered the art of collecting ballots and putting them in. And so we have to play their game. And I think that's in, I think it's crazy. I don't think that we can defeat them at corruption. I think they're better at it, you know. 
So to me, it seems like to solve the problem, we should be looking at cleaning up the voter rolls, right? We should be making sure that, you know, we, as long as I've been around, there there have always been jokes about how the, you know, the Democrats have dead people and stuff like that. We never really made the effort to fix the problem. We never went at and made sure that we have valid roles, right? That's correct. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think that that's one. And, you know, it's interesting when you have the Democrats fighting that. Like, why? Why they, They're fighting tooth and nail to clean the, the voter rolls. Why is that? Right. That's that tells you that's exactly what we need to do. That's where the, the, the I mean, a big part of the fight should should be there. And, that, you know, obviously the other thing is har- harvesting is illegal. So when you see somebody stuffing a ballot box, there's, there has to be a way to prosecute these people. We can no, get, no, no, you no. Know, it's not illegal in Pennsylvania. I, I saw an election official come out in Pennsylvania, for example, and say that a person could go to a nursing home and pick up all the ballots from the nursing home and drop them, which, which is uh, licensed to say that you, you as an individual can take all the ballots from a community and drop them which was i mean they they couch it and they position it like oh nursing home right they they make it look like that but what it really is is licensed to do uh it in a in a very systematic enterprising way right they they talk about nursing homes but that gives them then the license to do it in any home you know what I mean? Yeah, that, that's, I, I think Pennsylvania is probably an, an exception as far as it goes. I know there are states where you can put a ballot in for someone, but then they also have to sign it. In mo- in most, and that's only, I mean, well. Well, that's what they're saying probably. in the nursing home. Everybody has to sign their own ballot, but that's not happening. No, 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 no. no. I mean, the person that's, that's preparing, the person who is voting has to sign it, but the person that's putting it in the ballot box, it also requires their signature. Ah, Okay. So, so you could, you know, so if, if they're, if they're doing that, at least you can identify, a, you know, well, <laughs> assuming they're, they're doing what they're supposed to be, but then you could, you know, uh, go find, you know, find that person who's putting all these ballots in for these people and go at that person and make sure that they're doing it legitimately. Right, right. Wow. But I, here again, well, I don't know, I don't know if Pennsylvania, I, you know, I know, like, I, that, I know California, you can harvest. I wasn't aware you could do it in, in Pennsylvania, but yeah, no, there I, are other you, states where you can do it for family members, you know, and, you know, your, your and, wife. And, or you know, I spent hours looking for this clip uh, of this guy uh, that I saw speaking, and he gave this speech. I saw it with my own eyes, right? And he said exactly what I said to you, and... I, I could I couldn't remember his name, I couldn't remember his title, and I couldn't find the the video that I saw, and uh, for the life of me I just couldn't find it, and I was like, wow, that was like mind blowing to me, and uh, so the only thing I could do is report it that I saw it, and uh, it, it's to me it was clear as day, and this was back you know pre election pre midterm, and he was basically trying to sell the idea. No, you can legally. We're not going to prosecute you. You know, it was a major dog whistle. Yeah. See, I don't know that. I I don't know the person's expertise then that really gives them legitimacy in saying that. You know, people can 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 say anything. I'm not. I'm not sure if, if, if Pennsylvania is where if it is 
actually legal. It'd be interesting to, I've, like I said, I know it's, it's perfectly legal in California. And I thought that was the only place. I mean, of course it's, you know, it's possible, but, but, I, but it's rare. You know, you know most is, states don't. Is that we have Republican legislatures in Pennsylvania and in Arizona. They need to do, they need to clean it up. You know, that's all, all there is to it. They have to clean this up. You know, they well, have to you, do it. you know, as well as I do, the issue is we have a uniparty. You know, and the the uh, uh, the the Republicans are controlled opposition. They're well, they're, look at Mitch McConnell. I mean, he just trashed Trump yes uh, the other day, and uh, and and it's very telling. He thinks he won. He didn't win. People don't support him. People don't like him. How in the world he's getting elected in Kentucky is beyond me. But Mitch <laughs> McConnell is is just as bad as they come, and uh, he showed his true colors. And again, you know, say what you want about Trump, but the fact of the matter is we wouldn't know half of this stuff right now if it wasn't for Trump. So I give Trump a lot of uh, credibility on that. Um, Hold on. Uh, (laughs) Are you still there? I don't know what that was. All right, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, yeah, I just wanted to throw that uh, that out because I I don't hear – that the, to 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 clean the rolls would be a massive effort. It would have to be you know uh, um, a grassroots effort. It would take a lot of people that you know because we've got a couple years now you know and and uh, I, I just think that it's something that that Republicans should be beating the drum and being you know and explaining how to do it and getting involved. In I I tried to like I, I went on tactical civics you know and I'm like there's nothing there and you know the uh, precinct strategy and stuff like that. I'm like none of these these outlets are giving me what i need to be able to myself go in my town and make sure that we're legitimate in my town you right. know what i mean right right so, right so so that's something that we that republicans should be making it e- easy it's a battle that we should all be fighting i think absolutely anyway, so, so uh, yeah i just wanted to wanted to mention that but but yeah where, where are anyway, you located in jersey uh south jersey n- near philadelphia yeah what town mount holly Oh yeah, I know Mount Holly. Uh, there's a uh, there's a, a place out there, a country western place that uh, 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 I did square dancing out there. Forget, forget, you know what I'm talking about. That yeah, yeah, the the, the hideout. Uh, I'm not sure, but yeah, uh, I can't remember the name. Is been or the, many years. Or the yeah, the, 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 that, well, there's a there's a place that's been a country place for ages before country was even yeah. popular. But that's that's actually in Mount Laurel. It's down, it's near, very very nearby. But. All right, okay. I know yeah. you guys have a Wegmans yeah, out there too, Mount Holly. Have, we have a what? I'm a Wegmans. No, I don't think we have a Wegmans. All right. No. Anyway, I've been to Mount Holly though. I I, I like it out there. <laughs> you know, I tell you, since you brought up the the thing about Mount Holly is Mount Holly is where the Battle of Trenton started. Before there was uh, the fighting actually broke out in Trenton. They, there's the Battle of Ironworks Park where they drew the Hessians down to to uh, to make it easier for the for the Battle of Trenton. So that happened, you know, in downtown where where I live. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, thanks for calling in. Take oh, my care. pleasure. Nice talking to Scott. All right. Bye bye now. Take care. All right. Well, all right. So that was an unexpected call. We we're getting a bunch of calls actually. People calling in. Um, um, but we can only take one call at a time, so you know um, that's that's the problem. Oh, and there it is. <laughs> There's the other caller. All right, caller, you're on the air. 
Hey, good morning, Scott. Good morning. Hey, I just have a question. So, say you went to your, uh, say you noticed uh, suspicious activity on your bank account, and you went to your bank and you said, uh, "Hey, I want to audit my account," and they said, "No." Uh, and if you push it, we're going to have you arrested. What, what was the question again? I'm sorry, I, I missed that. Just well, what I'm saying is, is, is it's like it's as if you have an accountant or, or your bank, you ask them to audit your bank account, and they say no. It's the same thing with the with the voting rolls. Right. You know, they obviously they're hiding something. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That and, is... and, uh, and remember a while back when you paid, when you played that uh, uh, the audio of um, the congressman that was questioning the Facebook executive, and he was saying that yeah, you know, we work with the government and they tell us this and that. Remember that? Uh, not really, but go ahead. Well, the one question that the congressman didn't ask him was, "Do you ever fact check the information you're getting from the government?" Oh, okay. And he probably should, right? Well, right. Yeah. But they don't fact check any of that. They they only fact check anything that contradicts what the government's telling them. No, I mean, you know, the government is the facts, right? Except for the fact that uh, Republican congressmen and presidents are being deplatformed from and censored from social media, like Donald <laughs> Trump or Marjorie Taylor Greene or, you know, you name it. You know, and Elizabeth Warren sits there, um, and we're going to play a clip here shortly, where she's basically blaming Twitter for free speech. You know, I mean, it's absolutely absurd how Democrats could support these individuals that are supporting censorship. And why are you supporting censorship? Why are you not debating our, our candidates? Oh, because you're hiding the truth. Because you're lying to the American people. Because you can't defend your positions. Because they're exactly, I, and I don't understand how I don't understand how people can't see that. I mean, how, <laughs> you, you got the you got the Arizona uh, lady that refused to even debate her opponents. Um, how does this happen? How do people take these people seriously? I, they're not. They're, the elections are rigged. That's why Biden Biden couldn't fill up sixteen yeah. circles in in a in a little barn field. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and, and, yeah. and President Trump is working his butt off um, filling up arenas. And and it, this, was, this was the same thing with Obama. Nobody was showing up for Obama either. They hated the guy. The guy was anti-American. Yeah. He hated America. And he was the one yeah. that started all this, weaponizing the government. He was the one that said that if you are a sanctuary, if you're not a sanctuary city, we're going to defund you. If you are not going to put a trans bathroom in your school, we're going to defund your school. You know, this is the, if you are a Tea Party conservative, we are going to not grant you a license for a 501c3. That was Lois Lerner. That was the Department of Education. And that was the Department of Homeland Security. Look, he started it. Yep. He did it. And it's continuing today. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, thank you for okay, calling Scott, in. Thanks for taking my call. All right. Take Bye. care. Yeah. It's, look. Don't 
don't come testing me because I, I will come I will come right back at you, you know, with the facts. The facts. Um <laughs> it's so true. Um so uh this war in Ukraine is a laundering operation, right? We're gonna talk about FTX and we're gonna talk about this New York Times thing and but man, I'm hearing that Ukraine lost hundred thousand servicemen and twenty thousand civilians in this war. This war uh think about the war i i think that the, I, here's here's what i'm going to say <clears throat> i think that these globalists think that these people are peas they're worthless you know uh, bottom feeders like the globalists have said this is what the globalists have say they say that these people are useless people and what i'm saying is is that What's happening in Ukraine is that they're saying these people's lives are worthless. And they're doing it. that The money laundering that's going on comes at a price. And the price that's being paid is that these Ukrainian soldiers are getting annihilated. And these civilians are getting annihilated. Because Ukraine was always sort of worthless. Just like when they go into Africa and they rape and pillage, they'll give you... Uh, worthless francs like Georgia Maloney was just complaining about two weeks ago where France was giving uh, the Congo worthless francs, CFAs. These were um, colonial francs. Okay? And they were giving them, they were printing them up like paper. They were worthless. And in exchange, they would get real gold. It's like if I gave, if I just bought up a bunch of Monopoly boards and I gave you a truckload of $500 bills, you know, the orange ones, and you gave me all kinds of products from Amazon, would that be a fair trade? No, it would not be. Would it? But that's exactly what France is doing to the Congo. They're printing up Monopoly money. And they're getting gold in return. They're printing up monopoly money around the world and they're getting cobalt in return, which makes electric batteries, which makes electric vehicles. And the Bidens are front and center in that crime with their um, Freeport McMorrin Look it up, McMorin, M-C-M-O-R-A-N, an Arizona mining company that got licensed to mine in Congo. And the Bidens used Chinese money to invest in that company. And if that weren't enough, that they are now mining for gold, and I'm talking about electric battery uh, cobalt, They also are invested in Emirex. M E M as in Mary. E R E X. Emirex. E M E R E X. Chinese based battery manufacturing firm. Once again, Biden's Chinese money is invested in Emirex. So not only are they making the COBOL, the Bidens are, 
but they're also manufacturing the batteries. And you got to believe that Elon Musk is somewhere in the mix. That's why I'm reserved about Elon Musk. However, however, um, if you're the president of the United States with the Biden crime family in control of that, and you're the president of the United States and you're saying, you know, that we're going to enforce and mandate battery consumption while, you know, refusing to allow the competitor, which is fossil fuels and oil from, you know, from flourishing, then you, you're basically staging a market that benefits you. It's a conflict of interest at the very least. Sorry about that. Uh, uh, Caller, you're on the air. This is John, I think, from Chicago. Yeah. Hello. Hey, how are you? Yeah. I just wanted to um, chime in on a couple issues. Uh, One is on the Ukraine issue, and this ties into our politics as well. I think it's far more than 100,000 Ukrainian soldiers that have gotten killed. I suspect that number even is low. This has been, I mean, they have been getting slaughtered. Whereas, you know, the Russians might be firing... 20 rounds in an artillery barrage, the Ukrainians are firing anywhere from three to seven. You know, some numbers are three. And they are just getting pummeled. And my suspicion is, as well is that there's American, Canadian, French, and certainly British soldiers, soldiers who've been getting killed over there that we're not being told about. We're getting more reports that Polish soldiers, well over a thousand, have been killed there uh, as, as part of this effort. And in addition to that, of course, they're the Ukrainians, more importantly, because they're the ones being used as pawns. And they're, they're not even giving us the whole story with a thousand being killed. And as we've talked about before, they're disposable because this is a front in the globalist war on nationalism. Yeah, That's what it is. If they can crack Russia, they can then encircle China, which is what all, part of what all those bases of the American army are for. But if they can encircle them, then China does not have a place to get natural resources. And they need to be cut in the long run, or even in the short run, because it's another monster budget item that's not constitutional. Before we cut that, can we cut military funding, particularly funding for a war that we're allegedly not involved in? Right. So it's just it's frustrating. And then on the, on the electioneering, you know, part of the issue though is a chicken and the egg. You got to get into power before you can change these these rules. But you got to somehow play by the rules or w- ride some incredible wave, like I guess we thought we were this time, uh, to get in power. You got to you know you got to get in power to change the rules. And so, how do you do that if the rules are biased against you? That's kind of the chicken and the egg thing, and that's where the argument that I know Jeff wasn't enthusiastic about, and I understand why, but. We have to play that game in order to get in power and make a change that hopefully becomes permanent in terms of electioneering. And, you know, with regard to these, these, these nursing homes, one thing that you've got to bet that's happening is the person is standing over them while this is being done. How many times do people, let alone people in a nursing home who are 80 or 90, some of whom are borderline demented, and I don't mean that as an insult, I'm just saying that, you know, that happens to people. And how many times do you think... How many times do you know all the candidates on the ballot? I study it pretty closely, and still I have to do some extra research. I'm not sure about certain races. I bet you that there is you know, half the races on the ballot, if not more, where the person in the nursing home is not sure, and guess who's coaching them? It's right, the ballot right, harvester. Right, 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 that, yeah. I, I think that's going on all the time, 
And they know if you vote a straight Republican ticket, what's the chances that they lose that ballot on the way to the uh, on the way to the forum, so to speak? <laughs> on the way to the uh, right, the that's why you're you're by. getting a lot more uh, split ticket and say you can vote uh, for your your friend in the community, but you got to vote liberal over here, you know, or whatever. You're seeing a lot more uh, designed voting, you know, prescripted voting. Um, you know, I I don't know why anybody would ever vote for a Democrat ever again, honestly, um, given given the nature of the landscape of what we're dealing with right now. Why in the world would you ever do that? You know, why? Why would you ever, well, ever, ever throw caution to the wind and say, you know, I'm going to vote for the, because this guy seems like a nice guy. Now, <clears throat> if they put a demo, if they declare themselves to be a Democrat, they're declaring themselves to be a supporter of what we've seen for the last 10 years. And that to me is a no brainer. It's never again would I ever, ever even remotely consider voting uh, for a Democrat, ever. Well, unless they change their party identities. I mean, there are, you know, there are, there are evolution. There's an evolution in parties where, some, you know, some of, some of the constituencies may have switched. Well, right? no, no, the no, then, then it's up to, no, 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 then it's up to them to come over to our side. Because at this point, they've already burned all their credit with me. Right. They have no credit. And so what I'm saying is if you want to actually win an election, then make yourself a Republican. Don't call yourself a Democrat. That's like saying that's like to to me saying I'm the devil. Right. I'm I'm a really awful person. Vote for me. Right. I mean, that to me, that's where the Democrats have landed themselves. So if you want to actually win an election, if I was running for mayor of Philadelphia, I would have to run as a Democrat. Because there's no chance in heck that I would ever win as a Republican. So I would have to switch parties and I would have to adopt some things. But um, I'm saying that Democrats have, I, I think that they've actually ruined the reputation of Demo- what, it, what it is to be a Democrat. Because Kennedy wasn't a bad Democrat. You know what I mean? He was a reasonable de- Democrat. Sure. But the Democrats right. today well, are yeah. nothing like John F. Kennedy. Absolutely. Well, of course. I mean, the politics of 20 years ago, 40 years ago, 60 years ago, everything's continued to move left. Because, again, the Republicans, they want to play between the 40s, and the Democrats keep advancing the, advancing the ball. We don't have serious, uh, you know, committed Republican leaders who are tough. We've yeah. got, like, Mitch McConnell's, who play word games in the Senate, but continue to, they continue to, continue to lose the big game. So to speak, they want to. They win a few tactical battles, but they lose the war. Not only that, and this whole thing yeah. with Mitch McConnell. I, I mean, if you peel that onion, you, you'll see what an evil guy that man is. He is a dirty, rotten scoundrel, just like Joe Biden. Everybody thinks he's Scranton Joe. No, man, he's the Biden crime family, and Mitch McConnell is no right. different. He is evil. Uh, well, look, but, yeah, but he keeps getting reelected. He gets reelected again. He had a legitimate challenger in 2014, I want to say, in Matt Bevan, who later won the governorship. And, uh, you know, he got 60% of the vote. People just automatically do this. Well, well he, got, he, no, he, he got reelected well, in, uh, he got, Mitch McConnell got reelected in uh, 2020 riding on Trump's coattails. I know. I know. And <laughs> Trump kind of was. Trump endorsed him. But, but people know who, 
people know who he is and they keep voting for him. So I, I, I actually tend to think that while, yeah, we won by, what, 5 million votes, Republicans got 5 million more votes in this election, which is very encouraging. Nevertheless, I think there's just a lot of people who look at what's happening and like it. And you've got a huge percentage of the black population that likes these handout programs and looks at it as, you know, somehow it's justified. They get these benefits, whether it be affirmative action or financial benefits or set aside. Um, you've got a lot, large percentage of immigrant populations who, you know, who, who believe in socialism. Now, fortunately, we're doing better, particularly with Latinos, thankfully. The biggest group and the most important are the minority groups. And you've got, you know, disaffected groups like whether it be uh, single women, uh, young people, homosexuals, you know, depending on how they've been sort of demagogued. And that's what's happened over the years. And th- this has been a deliberate strategy, by the way, if you look at the structural or the, the structural Marxists or the cultural Marxists, they've actually cultivated these different groups to create sort of alien groups or alienated groups within society. And now they're just harvesting the votes. So I'm not so confident we've got as many people on our side as we like to think. I agree with you, and that's why it is that I'm doing this show, and that's why it is that I'm, yeah. you know, that's why you're calling in today. You know, I mean, it's we're it's fighting fight, for yeah. our lives. That's what we're doing, right. and and we can't, you know, what, what what else can we do? But what we're doing right now. Correct. You slow down the march, and maybe it reverses somehow, and you you gain the advantage, and that's the hope that things flip. And it may take a cataclysmic economic collapse, unfortunately, to do that, whether it be to cause people to really shift their thinking or to at least, or maybe it causes a national breakup where one or two nations within that larger nation become lovers of liberty. Yeah. I mean, this can happen. It happened in the Soviet Union. It can certainly happen here because this, the people in the Biden administration, the people of these universities seem to be very similar to the Bolsheviks of 100 years ago in Russia. And... Things happen then when you have such uh, such people in charge, and they're not good. So maybe, maybe sometimes people we we come up from air and we reform ourselves. Maybe I hate to have it come to that. I hope it doesn't. But it seems as if, as if we're a frog being boiled slowly. Right, right. All right. Well, hey, thank I you for calling in. in today. Thank you for calling in today. Thanks, Scott. Take care. All right. Have a great All right. day. Bye. All right. Bye bye. All right. Well, we're. Uh, starting to run out of time. Uh, I had a lot of clips that I wanted to play. Um, here's one where Ukraine lost a thousand servicemen. Let's take a listen to Ursula von der Leyen. She's a German politician that's uh, head of the parliament in Europe. Uh, uh, let's see if I can't get this to work. Speakable suffering. We all remember the horrors of Butcher. It is estimated that more than 20,000 civilians and more than 100,000 Ukrainian military officers have been killed so far. That's a lot, right? That's crazy. That's a crazy number, isn't it? And that's that's a real number. That's not made up. Let's take a listen to uh, uh, America can produce every drop of oil and natural gas that we need and still have extra to sell to our friends. That presents a problem for President Biden because he embraced the berserk wing of the Democrat Party and their woke ideology says we have to get rid of oil and gas. Well, listen to uh, John Kennedy from Louisiana. I used to have a, uh, <clears throat> I used to have a, a, a beagle named Roger. And Roger was a rascal, 
about every two weeks, Roger would run off. He'd always come back, but about half the time he'd come back dragging uh, roadkill that he would hide under my back porch. Uh, President Biden's energy policy looks like something Roger used to keep under my back porch. <laughs> it is a fact that uh, America has the greatest economy, strongest economy in all of human history. We can't run it without fossil fuels, not today, not tomorrow. It is also a fact that through reserves and technology, America uh, can produce every drop of oil and natural gas that we need and have, have extra left over to sell to our friends. Uh, that presents a problem for President Biden because he has embraced the woke or berserk wing of the Democratic Party. And woke ideology says we have to get rid of oil and gas in the United States. So President Biden has developed a new energy policy, and it is this. Instead of producing at a cheaper cost our own oil and gas in America, we're going to buy oil from foreign countries that hate us, in this case, Venezuela. So those foreign countries will have more money to buy weapons to try to kill us. It's a Maranathon. <laughs> it's a Maranathon. <laughs> that to me is pretty funny. Um, well, we are about to head out of Dodge, and we are running a little late because we had some uh, technical technical issues today. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and try to uh, get us out of here in good time. Um, but uh, I wanted to uh, thank everybody for listening to the Scott Adams Show. And also, I wanted to uh, remind you to visit magapac.org, magapac.org, and um, make a donation if you can. Also, uh, use Red State over at uh, mypillow.com. And if you want, you can see our splash page, mypillow.com slash Red State. Uh, and you can get to our whole feature page over on my pillow. And uh, with that, my name's Scott Adams, and I'll see you next time on the radio. Bye bye, everybody. Down in Tennessee, a long way from the suits in DC, but close enough now to see this mess. Where I stand, the mound's getting steeper. They grab a shovel, dig the hole a little deeper, just to bury my kids right up to there.